Happy New Year and welcome back to Are You Entertained? For any new any new listeners, we are the ultimate source for all the reactions and conversations in music, movies, TV, and sports. I'm Trey Alessio, the Don of Entertainment, alongside Brandon Ogden, the Consigliere. It's 2020. How we doing? Good. I once got Happy New Year in March. <laughs> little Seinfeld, little Seinfeld uh, quote yeah, on him. There you go. And in the Kirby enthusiasm, the new one had a Happy New Year joke in it too. But yep. we'll get into that. Um, yeah, we are. If if you're new, we're rated R. We're informative. We're opinionated. We're passionate, and we like to have a good time. Please follow us on social media. Share our podcast videos. Maybe some feature stories along the year. We'll see where it, where it goes. <laughs> Heard this one before, right? <laughs> Remember the time? I think I set a goal to do one a month, Article and month, I think yeah. uh, January was the only one. <laughs> man, I'm a busy man. What can I say? And uh, don't forget to tell your friends about us. We're growing, and we want you guys to be a part of this. Uh, this is our first OG podcast of 2020, so we have a lot to talk about. Strap in and let's get right to it. Uh, as always, we start off our podcast with the shoot the shit segment. Uh, this includes any movies or TV shows that we've seen, albums or songs we've heard, or funny stories that we'd like to tell since the last podcast. Um, it's kind of been a little hiatus, so I think we have a little bit to catch up on. Yeah. You did some shit. I did. You did some shit. You uh, went on a cruise. You went to the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. You're living life out here. And I, res- uh, I respect the hell I out of am. it. Um, so tell us. Tell us about how it's going. Yeah. So How's life? Went on a, I think it was five-day cruise to the Bahamas. Man, time, you don't even remember. Five days. Yeah, I'm not sure. Time time just, you know, it really all does. the days just flew together. So let me tell you, it was nice. Uh, I didn't pay for the, like, uh, international package on my phone or whatever. So I physically did not have my phone the whole trip. Wow. It was in my bag the whole time. That's I kind of like that. I had no idea what time it was ever. No idea if people were texting me. No idea. Like, like just for an example, because it's caucus season here in Des Moines, Iowa, Cory Booker uh, dropped out of the race for president. Right. I had no idea. Like, I didn't know till like three days after I was back. I was like, wait, what? You felt dropped out? out? I was like, what the (laughs) fuck? Um, So it was really nice. Um, It was about 75 every day. Um, it was Tell pretty, us where you went first. Um, so we went to I don't Grand, Grand Bahama Island the first day. It was so windy. Uh, we were planning on going to the beach. We just went to a famous bar called Senior Frogs. Um, if you follow my girlfriend on Facebook, you saw videos of me dancing to the YMCA. Pretty funny. Um, pretty funny stuff. So that was a good time. Um, then the next day we went to Nassau. So we went to Atlantis, um, the resort. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, did you see like the Aquaman? Beach there. We did not. Damn it. Um, did like a lazy river type thing. We actually had to leave early that day because uh, the Chiefs were playing. <laughs> um, so This that, was divisional round. Yeah. So that day was cut short, <laughs> which was actually hilarious. There was about a 350-pound man at the bar wearing a Texan shirt. Oh, wow. And you know Cam. Like, Cam is a super loud person. Right. This guy made Cam look quiet. Wow. Like when they're up twenty four nothing, he's screaming at everything. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, let's go! Like they got four yards there, but clapping at everything. So Erica gets pissed. They're down twenty four nothing. At one point, she just gets up and walks away. And we're sitting with like four, I would say probably seventy year old women. From and she's a cheese fan. Yeah, just some background. Diehard yeah. cheese fan. 
Um, we're sitting with about four 70-year-old women from Boston who are hilarious. Okay, They got the accents. Boston accent, <laughs> I love everything. It. Huge Patriots fans. Very knowledgeable about football. Like, I was su- like they knew most of the Chiefs players' names and stuff. They're like, oh, honey, it's going to be okay. You know, like all this stuff. <laughs> and uh, once the Chiefs started coming back, she's getting into it. I go over there and start talking some shit like I'm prone to do. <laughs> he was a good guy. We ended up taking some shots together and stuff. And then, like, I think the Chiefs scored like 41 unanswered or something stupid. Right. It was crazy. And so every time he saw me on the cruise ship, he'd just be like, 41 unanswered. <laughs> the funniest part about this is his wife, um, at one point, we're taking shots. His wife is blacked out, throwing up in the garbage can. Oh, no. Um, he has no idea. He's oblivious to because he's <laughs> hammered. Mind you, he's, I'm not kidding. He's 350 pounds. Uh, later that night, we're going back to our, our room and. Um, <laughs> We're going to watch, like, the end of the Packers game. It's been a long day. Mm-hmm. And there are four security guards around this man. And he can he's so drunk, he doesn't know what his room number is. Oh, no. And I, Eric is like, what, are you going to go help him? And I'm like, absolutely not. Let's go. I want an answer. And so like, we just walked away, went into the room. But uh, that was fun. And then um, the last day, so we went on Norwegian um, was the name of the cruise line. They have their own private island out there, um, which was beautiful. Um, so just went out there, kind of floated um, on a raft and stuff. Um, I have some really funny stories. We met these people from uh, Nashville that are big in the uh, country music industry. Huh. So I have some funny stories. I don't think I can tell them on air, okay. but we'll talk after we'll about We'll talk them. after. Um, so Because I don't want to give away some, some insider uh, secrets. Damn, flexing I, on us I'm here. I'm sure. So the guy worked private security. For like huge country music stars, even like Justin Bieber, like all these different things. So he just had a ton of stories. I'm sure he was supposed to have like a non-disclosure, right. um, <laughs> but he it. was drunk. So, <laughs> um, so I'm not gonna put him on blast on, on air. But, I respect um, that. So yeah, it was it was absolutely great time. Beautiful weather. Didn't get sick at all. Didn't feel anything. Um, didn't throw up once. No hangovers. So wow. Um, Sounds perfect. It was great. I'm I'm happy for you, guy. And then the AFC Championship game. I was at the AFC Championship That's game. That's so sick. It was cold. So you're a Cowboys fan. I'm you a Cowboys fan. You went to a Chiefs game. And you've been with me to a Cowboys I, Chiefs I game. I have. And it got ugly. It. Brandon likes to talk some shit. <laughs> you know, some Chiefs fans like to talk shit. So yeah. when they butt heads, I don't Not know. Not great. But you don't really have a dog in this fight. So. I know. Uh, obviously, polling for the Chiefs. I'm not out here, you know. Tomahawk chopping and all that, but uh, pulling for the Chiefs. um, So glad to see them win. Um, And it was just really cool. It was really cool to see, like, Jim Nance on the field doing the ceremony after. that's what he said. And then the ASC Championship trophy is named after the uh, owner of the Chiefs' dad. So that was pretty cool. Uh, So He's getting emotional out here. Yeah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. so yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. I've never been to something. So the closest thing I've been to that was uh, the year the Cowboys opened their new stadium. I went to the final week, um, and the Cowboys played the Eagles, and the winner won the division. So right. the Cowboys won won the division, got to go to the playoffs, and that was a pretty big celebration. But nothing nothing like this. So right. So um, were you in Kansas City like that night? Or did you have to come back? Yeah, I was there that night. Okay, we so didn't really do anything. Okay, it had okay. been a long day. It was cold I, as shit. Right, I could imagine. And I had to drive back at like 3 a.m., so right. we kind of laid low. But, um, yeah. Cool. Good times. I don't have cool stories <laughs> like that. I mean, I went to see some shit. I saw 1917. Yes. Uh, really enjoyed that. 
was a little disappointed to get to see it with you just yeah. because it would have been a, a fun unfiltered but yeah. you were doing probably more fun yeah, was, things to be busy. to be honest with <laughs> you uh but it, really really fucking good movie we can when we get into the oscar talk we'll i'll talk more about 1970 did you see uh two popes I saw two popes. I watched that. Really good. I was Have you watched fan. Marriage Story yet? I haven't finished Need to finish it. that one. I know. Two popes was... F- I, so, okay. Hand up. I didn't realize it was like... Kind of a true story. Yeah, like I had no idea that those right. were the two real popes. Right. So, Erica, who's Catholic... Was oh, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's like, oh, that's like Pope Benedict or I don't even know. Right. And it I was, is. I, I don't yeah, remember the other one. Francis. I think I think the so. new one's... Fran- is the new one Francis and then... I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yes, I think so. Yeah. And uh, from the Catholic boy, not knowing the Pope. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I was like, no, nah, like this is, I don't think this is based on a true story. And she was like, and then all of a sudden they're carrying John Paul because he died, which what a weird thing that was. Well, you, did you, you know when, like when he, like, when, and that was like real footage, like when he died, how they like carried oh, right, him right, out right. to show everybody. Well, that I was, was weird. I was, I didn't know say. that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I did either, but I was just gonna say the 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 real pictures they showed after the dude who plays uh, Francis looks like yeah, him, oh yeah, like just and like I him. will say uh, I know Anthony Hopkins is the bigger name. I don't really I don't remember the guy. Jonathan Price. Yes. And I, he got nominated. So. He killed it. He yeah. was so good in yeah. that movie. Um, it was a really interesting movie. I didn't for people that aren't like um, that don't enjoy dialogue type movies, probably not gonna enjoy this. Yeah, I mean, it's about a friendship. I mean. It yeah. was good. Um, it was good. It was good. It was, really, it was good. really good. I will say I don't like going. I know I just came from the Bahamas. I'm not a big like I, I prefer to stay in the U.S. I really want to go to the Vatican. I think that would be a really cool place to go. I mean, see. I need to just Vatican, but Italy, Italy yeah, in general. Same. That is on my lifetime. I think that would be list. my number one vacation. Yeah. Italy it, slash Vatican. It has to happen for me. Old country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I saw 1917. I just watched... Uh, I think there's been three episodes now for The Outsider on HBO. Has True Detective vibes, but it's a Stephen King adaptation, so I can tell it's going to go supernatural weird at some yeah. point. Um, I won't give anything away. Jason Bateman's your guy, so you got to check that one out. Yep. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm just started back up. Fucking hilarious. So can I spoil like a little yeah, bit too? It's not really spoiling anything. Right. It's, it's a not like comedy show. Right. So there's just this one part in it. Where he and you know the kind of humor in yeah, yeah. Larry David, so he puts on the a MAGA hat to like deter people, so, yeah. he, so they won't <laughs> talk to him. It's the funniest fucking thing. And then um, who's his? Uh, I don't know his actual name, but the guy who's his manager. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. The I don't big know the guy. Actor. Yeah. Am I thinking of the right guy? The big guy? Yeah. Uh, I don't know his actual name. Yeah. And you don't have to look it up. I was just going to no, say. It's so, going to drive me nuts if so, I don't look so it up. So in it, in in the this episode, he like kind of is scruffy and he has his hair kind of all fucked up. And honestly, he has. Jeff ha- Green? Yeah. Yep. He has a look of Harvey Weinstein. So oh, people yeah. are call- calling him Harvey oh. Weinstein. <laughs> it's like, I'm telling you, bro. It's it's fucking hilarious. It's, that, that, it's awesome. And then J.B. Smooth, you'll, you'll like I, it. I love J.B. Smooth. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, so that was good, and then I, as always, have been watching Power. So Power, is this is the second part of the final season. Is that what they're right, doing? Right. Yeah. So what they did is there was a big moment, and I, if you end up watching it, I won't spoil it. Probably but, not. Okay. I won't. I won't. Don't spoil, spoil it. it. I won't spoil it. But like, there's this one moment where a big character, something happens to him, okay. and then it's kind of a. 
whodunit, if you will, for yeah. the last five episodes. And it's just kind of a cool take on that whole thing. And I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty sure 50 Cent fucking spoiled it on Twitter. I was <laughs> scrolling and I think I saw a spoiler that he troll like he's such a fucking troll job pisses like i it's okay to troll but what the fuck bro i've been <laughs> investing my life in this show pisses me off a little bit so uh that's the shoot the shit you have any uh anything else on no, the, i think we're good you, ha- you had some it. life shit so yeah let's get into it. all right let's get into it we're gonna start with movies and tv i put a little bit more than normal when when we break down Oscars, I put a little bit more than normal on here. Um, if you don't want to talk about, just say we can skip this and we can skip it. But uh, so we'll we can kind of get let's let's do this. We'll we'll I'll read them out and then why don't we kind of talk about who we'd like to see win? Right. Slash. Who and we, we can just we'll win. talk about yeah yeah snubs all that. We'll we'll yeah. predict it. We'll kind of just break each category down. Is all that right. cool? Yeah. Because you're good at the yeah, at yeah. the you can't read the names. So <laughs> all right, you want to start with best picture? Just go top to bottom. We can just go top to bottom. I should oh, have done go it. Down. I should we'll have go, done the build up. We'll go bottom. We'll go bottom up. Okay, that's fine. All right, best original screenplay, um, nineteen seventeen by say, say I'm just gonna say the movies for these. That's fine. Um. I know you're, but shout out to I the know you're a writer. Shout out to the Sorry. writers. It's love. Yeah, I'll read it. 1917, Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson. Uh, yeah, there's another name there. Uh, <laughs> Knives Out by Ryan Johnson. I'm pretty sure it's Ryan. I think we say Rian. Yeah, we say Rian, Ryan. Ryan. We, yeah. Or Johnson. Okay. Johnson. Uh, the guy who fucked up Star Wars. Um, <laughs> Marriage Story. But he killed it on Knives Out. Yeah, but, yeah true. <laughs> uh, Marriage Story by Noah Baumbach. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino. Parasite by Bong Joon Ha and Han Jin Wan. Good job. Um, that's that's a real, uh, best original, original screenplay. Okay, um, this is tough. So let's start with this. Who would you like to see win? Who would I like to see win? I mean, if I'm like choosing who I think would be cool to see win, I'd pick probably Rian Ryan Johnson. I would too, just because I really enjoyed that movie. It was fun, um, and it's hard to fuck up a. Who done it? No, it's easy to fuck or up. It's easy yeah. to fuck yeah. up a Who Done It. Excuse me. And he did it almost flawlessly. Yeah. Like it was so fun, especially when you throw in like the different elements of the humor, right? And, and some of that. And stuff. I have yet and to having the twist so right. early. It was a very creative screenplay. Absolutely. Um, he now I haven't read this script, but I'm sure it had a bunch of details and yeah. and I'm one to read scripts, so. Uh, I haven't read that one, but I can only imagine it's probably just as fun as the movie. A snub for this one, I don't think it's adapted, so I'm, I think it's original, but Honey Boy. I would have really liked to see Honey Boy by Shia LaBeouf in, this, in a screenplay category. I read part of the screenplay, and it's fucking beautiful, uh, so I, I was a little mad that he didn't get the knob, but whatever. But if I'm going who I want to see win, I go Knives Out. Um but I think it's going to be Tarantino, probably, yeah. to be honest with so you. So I think the theme you're going to see throughout these awards is you're going to – it's going to be basically a three-horse race. I think it's 1917. I think it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then I think it's Parasite. I okay. think those are kind of like the three favorites for this year. Unfortunately, we didn't see Parasite. Right. Um, so tough for us to really like talk about that one in right. depth. I would, lean, I would agree Once Upon a Time in Hollywood probably wins this. Um to me, I kind of feel like it's probably going to be one of the bigger winners of the night. Right, and um, this is this is us kind of stepping into the minds of what we think the voters are going to do. Right. I like we we know our stance. Like Brandon ended up liking the movie. Yeah. Uh, at first, we kind of had mixed reviews. I have only seen it once, and I wasn't the biggest fan. 
But Hollywood loves Hollywood, oh, yeah. and Hollywood they're going to show love. Some Hollywood. Right. Absolutely. So, but honestly, any of these can are great. Nineteen Seventeen, great. I just, I, I won't spoil it for Brandon, but um, it's more Is about it a dialogue driven movie. More about the visuals. Yeah. More about the visuals. So straight that's up. why I would give Once Upon right. a Time. Right. Once Upon a Time is very... But then Marriage Story. Marriage Story is yeah. about the dialogue. Yeah. But I don't know. I think Hollywood gets it. I'm not going to lie. All right. Let's go to All some right. adapted. adapted screenplay. This is going to be... I really wonder what Trey's going to pick here. <laughs> uh, the Irishman by Steven Z- uh, Z- Zaylin. Sure. Uh, Jojo Rabbit by Taika Waititi. Joker by Todd Phillips and Scott Silver. Little Women by Greta Gerwig. And The Two Popes by Anthony McCartan. Okay, this is easy for the want. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Rabbit, <laughs> obviously the Irishman <laughs> for me. Um, if I am picking who I think would win, I haven't seen this movie, but I could honestly, them showing uh, Greta Gerwig some yep. love. I agree. Um, personally, for me, I'd like to see Taika Waititi yeah, for that Jojo would be Rabbit. Cool, for sure. Um, I agree. Little Women probably, probably takes this one. Yeah. All right. For director... Uh, Bong Joon-ha for Parasite, Sam Mendes for 1917, Todd Phillips for The Joker, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, and Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> to me, I think this is probably one of the toughest categories to pick a winner. Right. It's tough. I, I think it comes down to uh, Sam Mendes, 1917, Scorsese, Irishman, and Tarantino and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm I think you're sleeping on Bong Joon Ha. I think that movie is growing. Like the 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 like build up true. for that movie right now is coming. It's but right now like the as far as like I would say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is probably the favorite for a lot of these. But with the award shows and how they've been going, you're saying it like feels the Golden like, Globes, like the SAG Awards, yeah, all those, all of those. Up. It feels like the momentum is really gaining for Parasite in okay. 1917. Okay. I'm I'm gonna show lo- I'm gonna want. show love to my want. Martin Scorsese. Okay. Want and think. Okay. Fuck it. I would go. I would lean Sam Mendes in this one. I think they're gonna split up original screenplay versus director. Um, okay. I think Tarantino wrote the better screenplay, um, but from what it sounds like, because again I haven't seen it, it sounds like Mendes did probably a better job directing it, especially when you talk about it's supposed to be like that one shot right. type. Right. It's fucking beautiful. So, so yeah, I could definitely see that. All right, supporting actor, um, Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Pacino and Pesci for The Irishman, Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and Anthony Hopkins for The Two it's Popes. It's a stacked list, it is. honestly. These are guys that we've seen quite a bit in uh, Best Actor right. uh, nominees before. To me, this one, I think, is the most obvious one of the night. I okay. think, I think Brad Pitt I know wins Brad Pitt. I, I I think he wins too, but yeah, I mean you never know. So as an Irishman fan, would you if you were voting, would you vote Pesci or Pacino? Um I would vote Pacino probably because he has the more outlandish role. Yeah. Um Pesci it's hard because Pesci kind of went. I think went, Pesci gave the better performance. Personally. Okay, I, it, yeah, and it you know what? Like, now now it I rethink like, it. I think I might agree just because it's different than all the other gangster movies he's done in the past, where he was the outlandish right. one, well, and, and now he's kind of reverting back right. and showing the other side of how he can be the the level headed one. So yeah, you're right. I, I like that. I but also, Pacino did kill it too. No, so. yeah, I also feel like. Pacino in some parts played Pacino, right. uh, which and is a lot of people say that it's not a knock on him. Right. Um, and then also, I mean, Pesci came out of retirement; he hasn't acted. Like, right. Again, I, it, it's true. I just think Pesci 
killed it. So, but over that, you would say Brad Pitt. I, I think Pitt's a lock for this. He's pretty much cleaned up at every award show already. Right. Um, I don't see that stopping here. And I honestly, um, I praised Brad Pitt very heavily in this movie uh, when it from came the get-go. out. From yeah. the get-go. So, uh, I, I've been banging that drum for a while. Right. So, all right, Best Supporting Actress, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Um, yeah, so did Mar- I think Margot Robbie won at the late, like the SAG Awards, the latest, the most I recent I think she won there. Them. Did Florence Pugh win something? Maybe. I, me, I know Laura Dern won something, too, yeah. somewhere. I think a Golden Globe. Yeah. To um, me, it's between Skojo and Florence Pugh. Oh, really? See, I was going to say Lauren, Laura Dern. Laura Dern's probably in there. Yeah, she had a good performance the, yeah. in, the, in that in that movie. Uh, I still haven't seen Richard Jewell. I'd like to see that one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go really like to see. I'd like to see Skojo in this. I mean, um, I'd like to see Margot Robbie she just was, that's my girl. But Yeah, we didn't see Bombshell. Bombshell see doesn't Bombshell. feel like an Oscar-type movie. Right, though. it's weird. Um, but it got some love with that act, act, acting yeah, portion of it. It did. Um, I'd really like to see Skojo. We talked about it at our end-of-the-year podcast. It really felt like the year for right, her. Right. Um, and she was incredible in this and movie. And she got a supporting actress and a uh, lead actress, yeah. which is incredible. I don't Imagine know. Imagine if she won both. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I don't know. I, that can't be like a first time thing, but like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure it's not a lot. It's of probably people. pretty rare, right? Yeah. I would guess if I'm not going my heart, I'll just say Florence Pugh just to be a little different. Okay, cool. Because uh, I do think Little Women's gonna win a couple of things. Right, they got quite a few noms. Um, anyway, all right. So best actor, uh, Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. Uh, did you see that movie? I did not. I have heard that. Yeah, it's really good. I heard his performance is really good. So. Uh, Leo for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and the aforementioned Jonathan Price for right. The Two Popes. I think this one, I think, I don't know. I just think the Joker got led the nominations. I think Hollywood really seems to like Joker, and I think, I don't know, just the transformation that Joaquin Phoenix had to do to play this role, I think you got to give it to him. I agree. I think as much as Brad Pitt's a lot for supporting, I think, it's pretty much the same for Joaquin Phoenix for right. best. Um, and I think at the SAG Awards, he showed some love to Heath Ledger, so that was really cool. Yeah. Um, um, I also just think, I, to me, I could honestly see this being one of the very few wins for Joker on the night. It feels like a movie that gets right. nommed a lot, but right. doesn't get a lot of wins. True. Yeah, um, I could see that. So I could see Joaquin kind of being the only one to really win uh, for Joker. Although I will say, we touched on it earlier, Jonathan Price was great. Uh, all of these performances. Right. Who do you think is like great. number two in that then? If you think, if, if you I was think going Joaquin's second, a lock. it's probably between Leo and Adam. Uh, Driver. See, uh, I think I think we're sleeping on Antonio Banderas. We didn't yeah, see that we movie, but, seen it, so it's but I have heard really good yeah, things about that performance. So I, have I don't two, know. But you just go off the name. I mean, Antonio Banderas is a legend. Right, uh, he's been doing it for a long time. Um, but Pain and Glory didn't really get nommed for right. a ton of they stuff. They snubbed my boy Adam Sandler, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, Sandman. I was really pulling for it. They I'm did. butthurt. All right, hate so to see it. We'll go to act best actress Cynthia uh, Erivo for Harriet, um, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Oh boy, uh, Sayorze Ronan for Little Women. I don't know how to pronounce it. And Charlie's Their Own for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Renee Zellweger has pretty much won everything, right? Um, and I haven't seen that movie, but same. I would probably guess it's going to be her. I would say her, and then I've heard amazing things about Charlie's Theron and Bombshell as well. So I would say it's she's cool. it's probably just very close weird second. because I don't know. It got like in the '60s on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 
It's it just looks where it's probably a performance driven. Right. It's probably corny. Um, right. That's what it looks just like a popcorn movie. So I'm, she I'm did look incredible as right. Kelly. They yeah, totally. So I think we're in agreement on that one. And then best picture. It's uh, tough. This, this is, is tough. tough. This is a stacked one too. Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, the Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. Which really glad to see that one get nommed. Joker. Little Women. Marriage Story. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nineteen Seventeen. And Parasite. So let's let's do this. Let's whittle it down. Okay. Right? I think we both agree. I think a lot of people really like Ford versus Ferrari. Right. Um, but I don't see it winning nah, here. I don't think so. Um. Oh man, I don't know, I don't, dude. I don't think Marriage Story wins. Yeah. I think I, I don't think, think a lot so of love, but I don't think it wins. Right. Jojo Rabbit, I, it's not winning. Probably not. Little Women, you could. Pro- there's probably an argument. I don't see it. We haven't seen it, so yeah. we can't really argue that much. So then we're really down. Irishman, Once Upon a Time, 1917, and Parasite. Okay, I'm gonna go straight up. I think 1917 is gonna win. You think it? I really do, and. It's just a beautiful movie. Uh, it's not. It's not a lot. It's a simple story. That's yeah. the thing. So, it's more so about the cinematography and the visuals. Like you, you've heard, saw it on Twitter or whatever. It's one take. Really, it's two takes. There's one moment, yeah. and you'll see it. But um, the direction is beautiful. Like I said, it's a simple story. But you just have to think about how fucking hard it would be to make that movie. Yep. And there's no way it's one take. Right. Like there, there have to it's be like m- trick photography yeah, to make it look like it. Right. But I don't know. It's just incredible. And there is one part in it that I do not remember the last time I have jumped that fucking high and yeah. fast in a movie. <laughs> like there's one part that, holy shit, scared the shit out of me. Um, it was just really good. It's a, it's just a, the only thing I could see maybe like maybe that another one would win is because of the fact that it's a simple story. Yeah. Um, it's just the way it was told is just really cool. Yeah. So to me, but I, I really do think it gets the win. Okay. So, uh, to me, if I was putting money on it, uh, I'd go with the favorite, which is once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, for me, I think, I think 1917 is going to win for like, I, I said Sam Mendes, I think, wins Best Director. I think it wins a lot of the cinematography. Um, but not having, like, even an actor or supporting actor right. nominated for, from what I've heard, right. there's not a ton of dialogue in it. Like, I think some of those facets kind of hurt it when it comes right. to Best Picture. Um, Just to throw in a little tidbit, yeah. I found out that one of the, like, one of the main characters is a... Uh, Tallman from Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like like someone told me that, and it, right before I saw the movie, and I could not like get that out of my head. Yeah. I'm like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> He's like, he looks a little bit bigger, but yeah. he, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. So to me, I, I lean towards Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Again, there's nothing Hollywood likes more than Hollywood. Are we um, ruling out Joker? I mean, it had the yeah, most nominations. Yeah, I I really don't see it. I, okay. I I think Joker. When I think of like the voters, I feel like it it's was probably very divisive. Right? Right. Well, that like, too. I think a lot of people really liked it. A lot of people were really turned right. off by it. Right. And when it comes to like voting like that, I think since you split it in half, right. probably not great for if it. If you were a betting man, I mean, does Irishman stand a chance? I mean, I think Irish- coming from you know, yeah. this is a, a fan here, so I right. can't really. But what do you think? I mean, if I, I would put it tied for third with Parasite okay. as far as like the favorites, which isn't bad. I mean. A lot of movies this year. So, so I don't know. Parasite is probably a lock for foreign film. I yeah, mean, it's yeah, a foreign no doubt, film, no doubt. But you, you think it does stand a, a puncher's chance in the best I think picture it's been category? Gaining a lot of momentum at right. some of these smaller award shows, right? And I, I do. I think we need to see it. I, th- I we do. Yeah. Um, and people I've heard that have seen it that I know 
loved it. Right. Um, I've not heard a bad thing about it at all. Did um, you also hear kind of uh, the latest news on it about what's that? HBO is making an American uh, oh, really? version of a series, like a TV for series it. for right. it. That'd be interesting, right? So, which I don't know how the fuck you do that, but yeah, I mean, maybe there's a way after we see it, we yeah. would get it. But yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. I don't know how much of the big awards it wins, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Yeah. Okay. So you you're picking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm picking 1917. Yeah. Okay. And I think either of us could be right. Like I won't be right. shocked either way. Right. No. I'm excited to see where where it lands. Um, okay. It, off of just, we don't have to really get into it. Like I said, just to reiterate, Joker led not the nominations with 11 total. Um, I already said Adam Sandler, but any like blatant snubs, De Niro didn't get uh, nominated for yeah. best actor, which was really interesting. I thought, especially because Pesci and right. Um, uh, I don't get, I don't get Pacino. what made it. So is it just a super packed, yeah, best act, lead actor uh, category, sure, sure or I mean, because I thought he killed it. I mean, I thought De Niro was played. What my, my I guess my question is why Pesci and Pacino get a nom, but De Niro right. doesn't. That that's my question. Right, it's just interesting to me. I don't yeah. I don't know because I if I'm choosing like out of the three of them, I would probably leave out. I don't know. I'd probably leave out like. Pacino. Yeah, I would. I would. Now that I think about it, but I don't know. That's just a lot of people were upset. No Eddie Murphy. No Jennifer Lopez. Right. Jennifer Lopez was another one. Like this felt like if she was gonna get nommed. Aquafina was another one that people uh, seemed for to the be farewell. Ups, I yeah, think seemed that, to be upset about. Yeah, she wanted the Golden Globes. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that movie no either. Robert but Downey Jr. Although that wasn't surprising. That wasn't surprising. <laughs> um, but that, it would have been I cool. Was, I was surprised to see that they didn't either nominate. Sandler or Uncut Gems, just to have them there, right? Um, you thought they'd nominate one or the other, right? It would have been, it would just been fun to see him yeah. get a nom. And again, that goes back to Jennifer Lopez and Adam Sandler. Like they don't get these roles that are Oscar worthy. They're normally in like yeah. Jennifer Lopez just doesn't get in movies a lot anymore. But yeah, Hustlers also is just not meant you, to be. Did you watch? I didn't it? see. I it, haven't either. But, but I'd like it's, to. It's one of those movies. I, to me, it's similar, like how the it bombshell looks and feels to bombshell, right? Or like probably not really an Oscar type movie, a Golden Globe type movie, I think. Yeah, but not really an Oscar. Uncut Gems to me felt like Oscar-y. Oscar-y. right? I don't, I don't get it, but we must be missing something, I yeah, guess. I guess. All right, we can uh, kind of fl- fly through the Golden Globes if you want. Do you want to touch on the Golden Globes or? No, did you have any other snubs? I don't know if I not really off the top of my head. I think Greta Gerwig for best director was a snub. A lot of people yeah. are kind of pissed about that um, because it was all white males, actually, except for the parasite dude. I think maybe I'm yeah. tripping. No, you're probably right. Yeah, so I think a lot of people were upset about that. But other than that, I, I can't really think of any snubs. Come, let's move on. All right, Golden Globes. Oh, uh, Taron Edgerton was another one. Oh yeah, especially because he won the Golden Globe for a sec. Well, yeah. not even that, but Rami Malek won last year, right, for doing a similar type performance, but he didn't even and sing he his lip singing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a surprise to me, right? And especially after the go- he won the Golden Globe uh, for comedy musical right. actor, and so a lot of people are like, "Oh shit, Hollywood kind of likes this movie." And I would like to go back and watch the movie. I did I see, didn't it. see it. I saw it when it first came out. It's very different. It's a, it's a unique way of storytelling. Like, 
Uh, it's a biopic, but it's like a musical, yeah. and not a musical in the sense of Bohemian Rhapsody, a musical in the sense of like La La Land. Like yeah. it breaks sentence to sing, and that's not really my type of movie. But yeah, I, appre- it's, not, I, it's not for you, right? I could. That's appre- right up my alley, right? I can appreciate the storytelling, and it was very authentic and bold in the way it said. Like there was a gay sex scene in it, like. It's an R-rated. Bohemian Rhapsody obviously did not do that. Right, exactly. So they took more Which chances. Which a lot of people didn't like. Right, and they took more chances in this movie. I just I need to see it again because I, I I was indifferent when I first saw it. Like it was good, but I don't know. Yeah. So I need to watch it again. But yeah, the performance was good. I mean, he sung the songs. He looks like him. He yeah. So that's that that is a definite snub for sure. All right, do we want to briefly touch on the Golden Globes or? Yeah, maybe just. Kind of highlights, I guess. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I can kind of whip through them, and then we can kind of just talk about it. So uh, Golden Globes, we have uh, the winners. I just kind of went through and kind of did the main ones. I didn't do, like, supporting or anything like that. Comedy series went to Fleabag. Uh, comedy TV actress Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who she was on your – She was on my breakout. Breakout. Okay. I knew you had her for something. That was uh, for Fleabag. Comedy TV actor was R- Rami Youssef. That's the Hulu, sh- Hulu show. Hulu, right? which I yeah. started to watch. And it was interesting. I mean, it's about, it's kind of like, it had an Atlanta vibe, but it was it was about like Muslim culture, yeah. which is, I mean, we haven't seen that before, so it was unique. So that was cool. Uh, drama series went to Succession. Uh, you know, that's one of our favorite shows, yeah. so easily we could see that. Drama TV actress Olivia Coleman in The Crown. Drama TV actor Brian Cox, who plays Logan Roy in Succession. Comedy movie went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Comedy movie actress was Aquafina in The Farewell. Comedy movie actor was at Taron Edgerton in Rocketman. Drama movie 1917. Drama movie actress Renee Zellwinger in Judy. And drama movie actor was Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. So I guess my only real question with the Golden Globes here is... Do any of these give us more of an insight into the Oscar picks? Like, is it a predictor, or were there any of them that you were like, oh, shit, now they might have a chance? Yeah. So uh, this take is not from me. Uh, I have to credit. Uh, I listen to the Lights, Camera, Barstool uh, guys, and they follow all this stuff very closely. And they talk about how, like, usually best picture winners of golden globes is not a good predictor for best picture winners at the Oscars. Okay. They say usually it's the supporting category. So best supporting actor, best supporting actress, which I don't think we have on the list. Yeah, but we don't Brad have on the Pitt, list. I right. know one. And then I forget who won best supporting actors. For the comp, but, or he would be, that would be drama. Um, yeah, I was thinking I more. Say I want to say Anthony Hopkins. I was saying I was thinking more com- like for uh, best supporting actress. Oh, um, right, right, the two right. were there, um, but they they talk a lot about how that's usually a pretty good indicator for the Oscars, where the rest is really kind of just right. And the Golden Globes are just a lot different. It's than fair. The Oscars. It, it, it it's important to say that completely different v- voters. Right. So I mean, it's well, not and like just, they're split into two different. Yeah. Weird kind of. It's categories. M- it's more so about it's more so about the momentum. I think. Yeah. Than anything like they, that that's really all it is. Like yeah. they're they're different voters. So, um, that's the Golden Globes, I guess. Let's get into some other kind of. We'll have to do an Oscar. Um, contest. Yeah, pick them. That'd be that'd be fun. I'd be down for that. Losers got to do something. I'd be down for that. Let's let's uh, let's bring it to the fans. What there should we, we do? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. 
All right. Um, Takiti Waki. Did I say that right? <laughs> Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti uh, was approached by Star Wars to write and direct a movie. Very cool news. Yes. Um, so it, it wasn't – the news was not that he's doing one. He was approached by them to do one. So it's not confirmed quite yet, but uh, let's just play a little game of what if and – uh, if this were to happen, do you like this pick for Star Wars? I personally think it's a perfect fit. I mean, he he's done great things with Thor. Uh, he kind of has. I, I think of like the 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 tone is kind of the same, one and the same with Star Wars and Marvel. So he kind of knows what people like, and he I, th- I think he'd be great for it. Yeah, and he could give his own little spin on on the whole ordeal. Now we have no idea what he would be doing. Mm. If it's a new idea or if it's an existing one that he would just be doing. We know he had a role. He was the IG. uh, He was the IG droid in the Mandalorian. I don't know if you knew that, but yeah. So he has star Wars ties. And he also directed the last episode of the Mandalorian. Oh, Okay. Uh, which a lot of people think go. was probably the best episode of this season. Um, yeah, yeah. You can make the argument at right. least. Um, so there's some tie-ins there. I would love it. I think that's a great fit. Taika Waititi is probably growing as one of my He's favorites like one of the Hollywood. hottest names in Hollywood Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Um, so I would love to see it. Um, I hope if, if they do go that route that they do, and I think he's big enough now that he'll get it, is have some like creative um, – like decision making like in terms of the arc like so for like the piecing together of the movies is that what you mean okay so that's what when we talk about like marvel dc and even kind of throw in like star wars um a lot of what we talked about with star wars was there was no organization at the top a lot of what we praise marvel for um is really feige and his ability to um make everything connect right um and what i love about what what feige does is he gives directors, okay, here's like kind of where we're starting it. Here's where you need to end it. Mm-hmm. But what you want to do in the middle, like put your own twist on it. I'm not here to tell you every little thing yeah. you do. So he gives doesn't them micromanage, the, yeah, but he gives them the creative freedom right. um, to do what they want to do. And that's why people loved like Thor Ragnarok, um, what that Taika did. Um, so I'd love to see, um, it sounds like Kathleen Kennedy is going to stay on at Disney, um, mm-hmm. which we don't have to talk about, but I think it's a terrible decision. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, and he's also doing Thor Love and Thunder. Right. So. Right. So, and we both love JoJo Rap. Like, I when I think of Taika Waititi and you said he was a droid in, in Mandalorian, I, I think of, like, the type of droid humor he would bring would be really, really funny. Right. Like, couldn't you see him just doing some kind of wacky stuff with like oh, yeah. droids and stuff? Absolutely. Um, so he does a really good job of telling unique stories um, with – kind of different twist especially using humor right um very well so i think that would be a fresher breath air for star wars because what we don't really have in star wars we get the droid humor and then that's about it like we don't really have yeah we get quick we don't like need, we don't really, need a funny star wars that's not right, what i'm saying right but a little lighter star wars where it's not like um you know the galaxy is going to blow up if we don't you know Right. destroy some base right i think they're trying to get darker and i love dark i i like dark but yeah there there has to be unique tones within each movie right. and their own little flavor so it does sound like disney kind of signal that they don't really want to do any more trilogies yeah uh have they announced that the Rian ryan johnson trilogy is dead i don't know if they've announced it but it sounds like kind of what the rumors are 
is that they don't know if it like they might just give him three movies rather than give him like a, tr- a, a consecutive tr- right. type trilogy okay. story. So that's just rumors. Nothing I don't right. think's been confirmed. So here's my next question, like on, on the terms of Star Wars. Do you think they're heading in the right direction? So obviously we had Mandalorian. We had the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Mandalorian. We're getting more Mandalorian. We're getting a Cassian Andor series. I I mean I don't think that's been at a halt. I think yeah. that's uh, it's coming. Clone Wars. We're getting a new Clone. The final Clone Wars uh, season, which I need to catch up on. Uh, the the rest of it. We're getting an Obi Wan Kenobi series, despite the, the rumors, fake rumors, the fake rumors that it's, it's stopping. I was mad too. I mean, that's like what everybody wants yeah, out of everything else, yeah. right? And did, I don't know if you heard the other rumor that is attached to Obi Wan Kenobi. That he's gonna be in the Mandalorian season two. No. Oh. I was gonna say Jar Jar Binks might be coming oh, yeah. back. What yeah, fuck? What the fuck? So weird. But anyway, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi series, the possibility of a Rian Johnson trilogy or three movies, whatever. The possibility of a Kevin Feige movie. Don't forget that. Yep. Um, and then now we got. Well, the- we still also have a ton of questions that we need answers to, sort of, um, that no one really wants for Solo. There was rumors at one point that they could almost turn that into like a TV show. Oh, absolutely. Because I think he signed on. The guy who played uh, Young Hunt, isn't, wasn't he under contract for like a stupid amount of Star Wars Right, stuff? because I mean, they definitely left it open at yeah. the end for a t- an, like a sequel at least, but it could have just remember, been a I think we talked about yeah, it at no, the time that he, he was, was signed, signed on he for was like signed on. six Star Wars for projects. Sure. Um, and I, who knows if they go that route? That'd be cool. I mean, I thought he did an all right. It'd job. be a better show, I think, than movie. Right. Totally. But yeah. Keep um, going. Sorry. But no, you're good. And then we have the rumors of the High Republic. Yep. Uh, which is olden days, and uh, they, I, 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 I think Under I the say, rule of two, right? Right. There's two Siths. And I, th- I think it was before. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. 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 Uh, Where Yoda's like still just a Jedi. Yeah. Right? So. They could play with whatever, and then also Old Republic. I don't know the difference between High Republic and yeah. Old Republic, but and maybe I confuse those two. No, I, I, the, one, it's one the of rumors the that I did see were High Republic, but I know there's also an Old Republic, yeah. and I, I just don't know the difference yeah. between the two. But either way, I think it was announced that there is an Old Republic movie coming, and they attached a director. But that's the only news I've seen on that. So we have a lot of news and a lot coming down the pipeline. Um, do you think it's headed in the right direction? A lot, I mean, I, I don't think a lot of mixed reviews on The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would do them some justice to chill out and wait a little bit, then come back, build up your shit, come back with something great? Or do you think they need to stay in the forefront and drop some shit? Or do they do it with Disney Plus and Mandalorian and shit like that? Right. I, I think... The answer is like kind of all of the above. Right. So as much as there's mixed reviews on uh, Rise of Skywalker, there's also pretty much unanimous universal love for Mandalorian. Right. Um, Pretty much that is what carried Disney Plus. I mean, yeah, the catalog of all the old stuff is great too, but Mandalorian was their creative kind of baby. Baby Yoda was like the most talked about meme thing yeah, ever. This year. Yeah. And it's, yeah, right. exactly. So I think if you, I, I think the path is right. Uh, I think it for them, I think it's about 
we touched on Kathleen Kennedy. I, you need someone at the top who can run the ship. Right? Do they need it more like a Marvel where if it's going to be a continuous thing, right. it needs to piece together and I do it, it beautifully? I think it's not about piecing like a universe together. I, I think that's the wrong way to look at it. I think they need, to me, like a perfect person. Uh, uh, we've talked about Feige before, but I almost think of like John Favreau, who right, and I had a big he, hand in Marvel. He had a, he obviously uh, directed Mandalorian, right? And I think he showed interest yeah. in doing something yeah. like this. But I think what they need is not. We don't need a bunch of movies that tie into everything, but we need kind of a clear picture of like what's going on in that specific like that specific time we need more of a true star wars feel than rather like a clear like linear okay this is the, this is before return of the jedi this is after rogue one like i don't think we need the timeline stuff we just need something to feel like star wars because i think that's where we get kind of lost that's why i think people love mandalorian it felt like a grounded good star wars right type show right and so i think if you can if you can have people that can kind of put the blueprints on it and i think favreau gets it and that's why i'd like to see him kind of like lead some of this stuff mm -hmm. where they can get creative people like a taika watiti like a kevin feige to do these different projects but it doesn't have to tie into skywalker's story totally totally uh i think i mean i think we're done with skywalkers for now at least uh, i think I think they've they've relied so heavily on the nostalgia. I think right. the next thing they need to do is wipe the slate clean and give us some new characters. Um, don't and if when you do do the new characters, don't don't use the formula of a new hope and right. you know the the old trilogy series because that's what it kind of felt like with yeah. this the sequel Everything series doesn't have to be oh my god the world is ending right that that and. The world's ending, and it doesn't have to be like a like a a kid with with no future finally gets a chance. They yeah. you know become the chosen one. Like right. give us something more unique. I feel right. like I think that's why a lot of people like the Mandalorian is because it, it just felt like something completely different than like the old trilogy of yeah. Star Wars. No, I agree. So I think that's why people liked it. So I I think something new and fresh would be beneficial to Star Wars. So we'll see. I mean, we got a lot coming. Um, don't know how soon all of it will be here. Yeah. I think except timing, for the except think, for the Disney Plus shit. Yeah. I think timing is going to be important. I think if you go like too too much too quick, I think people get burnt out on Star Wars. I think that's what kind of happened with like Solo. Right. Is when you're doing a movie every single year, right. I think you kind of lose the luster for it. Which is so, interesting that you say that because Marvel does that. Uh, it's yeah, just but it's Marvel's different. Marvel's more I know. connected. It's they're a lot different characters. We're getting pretty much the same like right. five characters right. for nine movies. Right. Um, that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm wondering. Like, do you do more of a character-driven universe moving oh, forward. I think you could. I yeah. think you could almost do like a a planet universe, right? Like we focus on different stars within Star Wars. Yeah. Because I think there's I'm just so many more, different sorry, to planets you. and different things we right. just haven't seen in Star Wars. We could just explore like, you could do a trilogy about just exploring like the freaking Force more because like we don't know a ton about it or like how it like keeps growing. Like stuff like that. Like I right. think you can focus on little things that maybe give us that nostalgia but can tell like a completely different story and that's what i think they need to kind of focus on it'll be interesting to see where it goes who like that's knows. why i think rogue one was so good rogue one 
was a completely fresh story, but it had enough of like the connectivity. Yeah, yeah. That it felt really awesome. And that's yeah. why I think it's universally praised as, like among Star Wars fans. Right. right. And Agreed. it was also grounded in dark. Exactly. Totally. I think that is honestly one of the perfect Star Wars movies. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I agree with you. All right. Let's move on uh, to some Marvel talk. Christian Bale yeah. will star alongside Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman in Thor Love and Thunder. Um, what character do you think he should play? Oh, man. There, there's one. So I was kind of following this when it came out, and I was reading some articles saying what he should be. So universally, I think amongst most Marvel fans, there's a comic book character called Beta Ray Bill, and I don't really know what he does. He's like a alien guy. Okay. The only, the only thing, the only reason I, I don't really see that happening is I, I think he's a hero the beta ray bill and i think bale has to be a villain right he's too big to be a side character that grows into a main character right or do you think they're gonna have him long term it's a good question right like i think he's probably going to play a villain i don't know what villain but i don't know i i just think i just think uh beta ray bill would be cool i think he fits that perfectly but um I don't know. I, I just think if if he's going to be that, it's long term, and I just think he's too big of a yeah. actor to. So I'm reading an article. That. It says Dario Agger, who's supposed to be one of the main villains in this new Thor movie, is okay. also um, tied into the Hulk huh. um, universe. So what if they did something like that where it's tied in a little bit? You could tie it into a maybe you get two movies out of it. I also have heard because uh, Ares because isn't Hulk. Didn't Marvel get the rights to Hulk or something? There was something about I don't. I think they got the rights to, to something. I, yeah, I don't. I, remember, I don't remember that. I remember seeing kind of. I don't remember if that was the story. I think they were trying to get it. I don't know if they actually got it. Yeah, yet. no. Marvel now owns the rights to Hulk. Okay, there you go. Then maybe. So now they could do Ruffalo could have his own movie. Right. Because before that was the it thing. was they universal. Do yeah. Um, their own standalone movie. Right. But yeah, so I, I, do, so I, you don't have to tell me like the characters specifically. But do you think he's going to be a villain or a new side hero? Yeah, I would assume villain. I think so too. That way, he doesn't have to be in eighteen. Right, because more than likely, he's probably going to be the villain get, and die. He wants to get that that Marvel bread, that up. Marvel check, and I bounce. I don't blame him. Go back to making four versus Ferraris. But at some point, right, like we're running out of people that can be in the Marvel universe, <laughs> right. Spend, right? Like, right, Leo. As far as big names, Leo ain't doing Marvel. I know Leo ain't doing it, but that'd be so funny. Like I'm trying to think <laughs> of like other big actors that aren't in the Marvel universe that could be in it. That like Mark makes Hamill, sense. Mark Wahlberg, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, Hamill's too old. <laughs> he could do. There's like been talks. There's been talks that he wants to do. Wants to be in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I mean, you could do like a voice or something. Right. But I'm talking about like they could have actual staying. No, I, I know. Uh, yeah, I just think I think Christian Bale is too big of a name to come in and be a force and be like a a sidekick to Thor. I, I think he has to be a villain. And I have heard rumors of uh, it being Ares, which I believe is the god of war. I think sure. so. That could be interesting. So either way, it's a it's a cool pickup. Um, this movie will be dope. I'm sure. 
I regret to inform you, I still have yet to oh see Thor God. Ragnarok. I know I'm a scrub. Have you seen any of the Thor movies? Yeah, I've seen the first two. Okay. They, and this is just not my favorite. Those, I like grounded yeah, but, characters. But those... But I heard I have heard Ragnarok is amazing. Ragnarok's a lot better than those two. Right, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Because so, it's not so, like, serious. And, and this one kind of seems like the same vibe as a... Just, like, the, the logo. to a Guardians. Right, right. So I'll have to watch that and get more excited for this one. All right, moving... Staying with Disney, I guess. It's biggest Dis- announcement of the day. Biggest announcement of the day, huh? National Treasure 3 Let's is go. in the works. Uh, it's been talked about for a long, long time. Finally going to get it. Um, here's a fun little question. What do you think the storyline should be? I mean, what are they going to steal this time? Can we talk about the second question first? Okay, we'll talk we'll about the second question first. We'll think about it. So uh, where am I at here? Uh, yeah, so are you surprised that it's a it's going to get a theatrical release rather than a Disney plus movie because i i i when when it kind of picked up steam that it might happen i thought to myself this is probably just going to be a disney plus movie because the first two are fun movies but i don't know it i it doesn't have quite the power of a marvel or a star wars okay but here, here here's why it's not because it's different no and we need something fresh no nope. National Treasure, the first one made three hundred forty-seven and a half million at the box office. The second one made four hundred fifty-seven million. So people want it. Yeah, you're Pe- not people like their history. The third one is going to make probably at least five hundred million dollars. You don't put that on Disney Plus. Damn, Brandon's flexing on me, saying you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, but like, <laughs> just think about that from like a business standpoint. Yeah. That's a money maker. That's it, they're not that expensive to make. You're going to make a shit ton of money. You, you put it in the box up. You don't even have to put it in there that long, and then it's gonna go to Disney Plus anyway. True. So, okay, I think I'll it, give this one to I, you. I think it makes sense to put it in theaters. I'll give this one to you. So now I also get, I'm as with fans, the hard question. Also, as fans, we should want movies to be in theaters. We no, go put, absolutely. See movies. In I'm a hundred percent on it's the. It's cool to have them in streaming. I get it. I'm a hundred percent on the the theatrical experience. I just yeah. Okay. In terms for as the far argument. as the plot and stuff, so I love. Both national treasures. The second one's not as good as the first one, right. but like I'm a American history, like I'm a buff for it. Yeah, like, I like I'm, these movies. I'm they're all fun. for it. Oh, they're so fun. Right. And Nicolas Cage is great. Um, I don't know what they're gonna steal. I have right. no idea. I just here, here's what I don't want. Please do not do what they did with the last Indiana Jones movie with Shia LaBeouf and make it like aliens. aliens. Fuck no. If we're going to space, <laughs> no. or there's some type of alien involved. Fuck you. I'm out. Yeah, I I would be very shocked if they went that route. That'd be that would that feels like the formula. That feels like what they're gonna dude, do. If they do that, they, if they do that, they fuck up the whole series. This is about like history. Yeah, like and I agree, but and the, making it a fictional be like, part. Oh, no, of they'll history. be like, oh, let's go find out what's happening in Area Fifty One. That would be so whack. I hope you're I'd wrong. Be I hope you're wrong. Yeah, that's not my prediction. So I really hope they don't go that route. I just don't know what it would be like. I'm, let, let's think. Of like some of the landmarks in they're the gonna US steal that, a monument. Ooh, yeah. full monument, Washington Monument. It's coming down. Maybe I have no fucking. I can't even think. What's another? What's another piece of paper they could steal? It'd be cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have no idea. This is go try to steal like the Ten Commandments stone or whatever. Damn, we're getting religious with this one. I respect that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Who fucking knows, brother? 
But either way, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll, it'll be fun. Be fun. Uh, hopefully, they get the cast. I was going to say, they, like, they have it. to get Nick Cage back. Yeah, but he'll be, be back for it'd sure. It'd be cool that if they got I everybody else. I think they else. confirmed that John Voight will not be back. Oh, really? Okay. Um, as as his dad. Damn, um, so they're going to kill him off. Yeah. Um, you know. My dad passed, man. <laughs> that was so sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there was something about, I, I think in the last one, it ended with like a there was like a missing page in the president's book of secrets. So uh, I'm sure like that'll be, that'll be at least the start of it. It's been a long time since I've yeah. seen him. And just to see where it goes from there. So who knows? I'm excited. It would be fun if they could get like a young, a new young cast member that, that not to plug keeps him it again, going. but uh, lights, camera, barstool plug that um, it'd be really cool if they could get like Zendaya in it. Hey, yeah. So likey. I don't know. Just, just why, get why did they say her? Like what was their, they just, oh, okay. Who knows? I'm, I'm all for some Zendaya. So. Yeah, me too. But yeah, no, I, I really am excited about this. I'm a big fan of the first two. So. Hell yeah. So we'll get more news and keep you updated. Let's move on to some, uh, weird movie shit. Morbius. Have yes, you seen this trailer? I have. So really, I'll be honest with you. We don't have to break down the whole trailer. Yeah. Basically, Jared Leto turns into a vampire. That, mm-hmm. that basically sums it up. He's a Marvel villain, yep. a Spider-Man villain. Sony. Sony, Sony yeah. owns it. Yeah. So the 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 coolest part of this trailer to me was the very end yes. when we see Michael Keaton as Vulture. Yes. Or yes. Is it Vulture? Mm-hmm. Vulture. Um. So that brings up the question: Is this going to kick off the live-action version of a? Sinister Six or a Spider Verse per se to set up the the Sinister Six, right? And I think then so. you got Venom. You have Venom in there. Um, You're gonna have this Morbius. Yep. Um, Vulture. Y- you had Scorpion at the end of the first Spider-Man. Remember where they they cut to him at the very yeah. end? He had like the scar in his eye. Talking to Vulture. Right. Yeah. So we'll have him probably unless they throw that away. Yep. The, how much is that? I, I Four, wasn't even keeping so count. Like so they're going to have two more. Probably Doc Ock. Uh, I would probably Dr. say Osborne, they're going to throw it. Yeah. Green I feel like they probably have to have a female villain, though. Yeah, that's true. We don't have to actually predict yeah. it. But, but it's going to be six. They're setting it up. Yep. It's going to be six. Now, the... the And it did look like... um, It looks like this is pre... See, this is what confuses me is... Do we think this is before or after Vulture goes to after Michael Keaton's character goes to jail? See, that's what I don't know. Because I, to me, it doesn't. I don't know if it makes sense before because right. like he wasn't really truly like a villain. Like he kind of morphs into right. a villain in Spider-Man: yeah. Far From Home. Yeah, that makes sense. You're, you're right. You're right. So to kind of a sidebar point, um, I read a headline that said that. The the plan moving forward with these movies and these Sony movies is the MCU affects these movies. These movies don't affect the MCU. So they're technically a part of the MCU in a roundabout way. Yeah. So, like, maybe they'll reference Spider-Man. He fucked up and he's a, he's a piece of shit. He killed Mysterio, all that bullshit. So they'll, like, talk about it. But I have heard rumors that we might see Tom Holland in a Venom 2 or a maybe even this Morbius movie. So m- the main question I'm, I'm driving at here is uh, Sony versus Marvel in that whole deal. Do you think 
Sony won over Marvel? I honestly think they did because they have the ability to include Spider-Man now, their main fucking source of, you know, money. And they're going to have these B fucking, I don't want to say B movies, but B side characters. Now, if they're successful or not, that'll be another question. But in terms of the storytelling, they get to include the Marvel shit, according to what I heard on, on Twitter. Now, granted, if they they easily could fuck this up, easily. Yeah. But in terms of like looking at it on paper and seeing the little tidbit in the trailer, I don't know. Sony looks like they're kind of popping right now. Yeah, but they can only go so far with it, where Marvel can go a lot further with just Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man can pretty much set up all of the Avenger stuff, all of that moving forward for Marvel. Well, yeah, he has to. Right. Because with where right. they left that, where which Sony, they would have been fucked without him. Right. Where Sony can really only just do like the Spider-Verse. Which I would be cool with, honestly. Yeah, but do you think at what point do we get sick of seeing Spider-Man? Yeah. And I love Tom, Tom Holland. Like right. He's probably the best Spider-Man. And he said he wants to do like 20 movies. Yeah, and like, cool. <laughs> right. I'm here. I'll see every single one of them. Right. But at what point do like, at some point it feels like people love Marvel. At some point they'll cut out the Sony Spider-Man movies. Yeah, Especially but, if you start making one or two not so good Sony well, movies. Well, I'll be straight honest with you. This movie doesn't look good to me. You don't think so? I don't think so. It's just I, I'm not a big vampire guy to start with. It just yeah. I don't know. The the thing I'm most interested about and that why I will go see it is strictly to see how they yeah. loop in Vulture. Yeah, no, we're gonna see it. It's, right. Yeah. It, does I it just, excite me? Same. Maybe not. <laughs> right. I'm not literally I'm just going to see how this is. Jared Leto is, is mm. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen him in a superhero movie before. Right. And right. Let me tell you folks, not great. Not great. <laughs> not great at all. Um, I don't know. It just uh, it did yeah. not look great. If Michael Keaton wasn't in this preview, I don't know if I'd be interested. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Point blank. You're right. He, he, You're right. He, I don't he, give a fuck he, about he, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, tur- I turned him. <laughs> you did. Fuck this movie. <laughs> literally. I hope I'm it's just, a post credit scene. I'm going to buy a ticket and walk in at the very end. I literally am going to see it to see how they set up yeah. the Sinister State. Really? It's <laughs> fuck this movie. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too shit. I agree. <laughs> Too shit. You win. You win. Um, uh, fuck. I, I, to me, the most interesting thing is uh, <laughs> is not about Morbius at all. It's <laughs> what what like I want to know the timeline and then how we start to set up the. Right. Right. But like, also, this can't be such a shitty character that like him being a part of the Sinister Six is bad. Yeah, I will say the trailer was pretty good. Like. No, the trailer was not knowing anything about this character for it being a vampire type character. um, It it was pretty good. And they all, I don't know if you caught this, but a lot of people were shitting on this that if you like, there was one point where Jared Leto (laughs) is walking by and you see a poster of Spider Man on the wall. They made it uh, Tobey Maguire. Are you serious? I swear to God. People like screenshot it and like they side by side shot and it's the Spider Man off of the poster of like the first. Spider-Man. And, with the, and <laughs> like, you saying fuck? Sony won this deal. <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> they're gonna fuck here. they're gonna be DC two Oh no. <laughs> oh I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. 
But I think we uh, established that we're here for Vulture. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Michael Keaton. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Uh, let's move on to this one. Have you watched this yet? The Aaron Hernandez I watched the first 30 minutes of the first episode. Damn, okay. Do you want to skip it or can I talk about it a little bit? Or Tell, you can Just don't like ruin it for me. I won't ruin it. I mean, you I mean, know, I know most of it. Right. So we, we kind of discussed it a little bit already, and I think you said you remember this part. So... There, I did not remember the the gay stuff about. Oh yeah, you did. No, oh, yeah. I, I I did not remember, and that's like a focal point of this documentary. Um, so that was intriguing to me. It was a compelling documentary. It didn't like blow my mind. Like, I did not, you see? So just real quick, backing it up. Yeah. To the gay stuff. Um, did you see that? Like, apparently they like kind of lied in the documentary and said like he was sleeping with his high school. Right. I did see this. And then well. It, Someone I mean, like it wasn't like out. a credible source. But yeah, I but mean, someone like, like came out and said yeah. like he I was did, definitely not the quarterback. I did see that, which is kind of fun. Which is very fucked, but whatever. Um, anyway, yeah. keep going. It, it, if that is not true, that's I mean pretty fucked. But anyway, it's a compelling documentary. I wouldn't put it on the level of like the OJ Thirty for Thirty. That's like one of my favorite documentaries. Period. Yeah. Um, I was absolutely compelled. There's some shit that like it sticks with you, and you're like, "Oh my god, I gotta keep watching." And the OJ one was it? I think it was like a five parter. This was only three episodes, but I feel like the OJ it kind of was a little bit before our time, and so like we didn't know as much about it. And we learned a lot more. Whereas this one, we kind of le- like lived through it, and we remembered it most of it. Well, I picked up on some things, but also OJ's a lot bigger personality and, and like per- just. General, his star was bigger than Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, that, that's true. I like th- uh, I like an average person back in the day knows OJ before the murder stuff. Mm-hmm. He was a star college football player, star NFL player, Hollywood actor. Like he was a star. Right. Aaron Hernandez was a rising a star, pretty good tight end for right. the Super Bowl winning team. Right. Not even the best tight end on his team. Why well, could you argue that he's Gronk before Gronk? They were on the team together. Gronk but, was better. Oh, they did get drafted together. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, a good player. Right. Had the potential to be great. Right. Yeah. But, like, yeah, fuck do we, like he, he's just not OJ. Right. It's just, I don't know. I, there, I, I just want to touch on a couple things. The one main thing I pulled from this documentary, just thematic-wise, is, like, don't be ashamed to be yourself. Like, yeah. it's, like, really fucking deep, but... I feel like all this shit could have been avoided if the man lived. I don't want to say lived in a society, but like felt like he could come out and be himself. It's sad that I don't know what I pulled from it is he was a fake gangster and he had the tats to match the fact that he was gay. And that that sucks for him if that's what he felt. Right. Um, Does it? warrant killing fucking three people absolutely not yeah. but it's just it's crazy to try and get in the mind of a sociopath sociopath like that and it's it's compelling and it's fucked up i mean the man i i'm I, I hope you know this because i might spoil something i maybe i am i allowed or go for it okay i mean the man killed two people for fucking spilling a drink on him like right. it's insane I, I I can't it's it's just I, I don't want people to walk away from this and be like, was it his fault? Like he had so much going on. Like he made these decisions. Yeah. He had a lot going on. You can say that he was going through a lot, but 
the man fucked up and made these decisions. All right. It's it wasn't CTE. It wasn't the fact he was gay. It, it was him. But yeah. all right. I, yeah. Go on. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say he had a lot going on, but he fucked up and made these right. stupid ass decisions. So all right. I want to say like three things. Yeah. And again, I haven't seen it all, but like I get the gist of it. All right. right? I lived through it. Right. I know a lot that's about why, this. That's why I kind of wanted to talk yeah. about it. So. All right. Number one, I, the anytime an NFL player fucks up does not mean they have CTE. I think that is a stupid thing to say. You see that a lot on like Twitter and social media. Well, it's, just, it's become a joke, like the CT is kicking know, but in, which like, is bad. But it, it, it's not funny. Like, right? That's a very real thing. People have like, but I think Aaron Hernandez did actually have a dose of it. Right. But but that but just to blame you it have is wrong. CTE does not mean you're a no. a fucking mass murderer. Right. No. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So and, and just the jokes in general, like you see people talking about like Antonio Brown's got CTE. No, he's probably just got a lot of mental health issues. Right. Right. Totally. So they're they're different. Like mental health and CTE are are different things, right? And and they need to be talked about differently um, and addressed differently. Okay, that's number one. N- number two, I, I'm kind of forgetting what my third one was. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, uh, maybe the final one. <laughs> yeah, but number two at least. Is it weird that as a society we're sh- like. Uh, no, no, that, that, that's my last one. <laughs> my number two, I just remembered it. <laughs> okay. There are probably fewer people in this world I despise more than the someone gets charged with something and they're outside like, Aaron's innocent. Right. Aaron's innocent. Right. Bitch, you're a fan of the team. Right. That does you not don't mean know. You got to be out there fucking boot stomping for a guy who right. clearly killed these people right and, and you're out here so sometimes for sometimes him. they got they had i remember one lady i don't know if it was in the episode that you watched or the little chunk that you watched but they had some lady and she's like i'm a fan of him and i just strongly <laughs> believe that he's innocent he's a good person <laughs> i'm like bitch okay. you don't know him you <laughs> right. watch him on sundays from your tv right i hate like you see that you saw that with the r kelly stuff in the surviving r kelly documentary you see that now uh oj's a little you know a lot of that had to do more so with just race and right. the like justice system as a whole but like there's just no t- like worst type of people it's okay to not go and scream and yell and be like, he's he's innocent, he's guilty, mm-hmm. before a single fact has been like discussed in court. Totally. I hate those people. Okay. I hate them with a the passion. <laughs> right. Stay home. <laughs> and now it's Twitter. Like, if that yeah, happened it now, amplifies it's like- it. Right. It's like, Epstein didn't kill himself. Well, you know what? They're going to do a fucking report to, to figure out his right. cause of death. All right. How about we wait till that comes out <laughs> right. before we just, you from- but fuck Iowa decide that you figured out this whole thing. You cracked the case. Right. True detective style. Right. I hate those people. All of you, if you do that, feel shame. Um, <laughs> all right. But my third point is, as a society, are we fucked up for liking and like making all of these like murder type shows go so viral? Like making a murderer like this, like OJ. Like we're fascinated with murder and crime. I mean. And the stories. And then it's like we watch them and we're like. You're so like into like the person who did the crime that you're like feel it, bad for. I think them. it's like, different. It, it's a little bit different if you like glorify them. If you state facts, I I, I think this. But isn't this blowing up glorifying Aaron Hernandez? You could argue that. I I think they laid out enough facts and gave different perspectives where 
I mean, you're left to make your own assessment. I don't really remember exactly how the OJ one left it like that. Uh, but this one, yes, you feel bad to, for him to a point. But, like, I don't know. There's one specific part in the end where I don't want to, like, give everything yeah, away for don't. you. But, yeah. So, I don't know. But does it say but I think it's us? different. I think it's different from, like, com- being compelled and fascination than glorifying. I think there's okay. a, there's a fine like, line. Let's tie it in with the show we talked about earlier um, at dinner um, when we were together. And neither of us have seen this show, so we're not uh, experts here. But like the show, you right, dude's like a fucking stalker. Stalker. He's holding kid people in his basement. People are obsessed. Spoiler with alert! This I show. haven't seen it. No. <laughs> people are obsessed. The guy with yeah. glass jar. Like people are obsessed with this show. What kind of fucking society <sighs> are we in right now? A very divided one. <laughs> like I feel like there are women on Twitter that would date that guy, knowing all that they know about him. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I won't. I won't comment. Being a single man, so <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't I've been know. in your basement. There ain't a glass jar with some fucking people stuck in them. <laughs> thank you for thank you <laughs> I for uh, confirm that. Thank you for confirming. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's getting crazy. We're out in a there. weird society, man. What movie? Did you catch that one? I didn't hear you. It's just getting crazier out there. Little Joker, my friend. Oh, uh, is it? I, I've seen it once. I don't yeah. think I can quote it. Fair enough. That's Fair also enough. a very vague quote. <laughs> crazy out there. I tried to. I tried to oh, give yeah, it a little. Wa- tried to give it a little <laughs> walking Phoenix voice esque, oh. but I failed. Okay. Anything else on Aaron Hernandez and the whole society thing? We got a little deep there. I respect it. I don't think so. Okay. Let's. Uh. Do we want to recap Mandalorian or have we hit too no, much? No. I think. I think we're good on Mandalorian. Okay. Just give me uh, well, a how about up. how about this thumbs how, up yeah. or thumbs down? Did you, you like l- it? Let me ask you because I do have some thoughts. Yeah, yeah, let me ask you first because you, uh, I was more sold into this show throughout. You yeah. kind of ebbed and flowed. You didn't right. like the mission style, right? How did you feel about the ending and where it the, left off? The for ending the I was two? cool with. Um, I think it had it left enough doors open to where the story can go in a lot of different places. I also felt like it tied up a lot of stuff from season one. Right. It felt like all of those missions did at the end, kind of like my only beef with the end. And I, I don't know. I feel like I'm super critical of this movie or this uh, oh, series. Okay. And I, yeah, it is what it is. But so I would have liked to have seen the big villain in the end. I don't remember his name. Uh, yeah. Maybe I, I would have liked Moth to have something, I think. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen him in the beginning. Is he? So are we in agreement that he was the one in like episode five or six that like knelt down and then it cut away. Remember that? And you're like, what the fuck? And then uh, the next no, episode. I don't think so. so that, okay, that just drives up my point then. But, but What the but, fuck? They left that so hanging. Yeah. What the guess fuck? what? They're waiting for Obi-Wan Kenobi to film his show. And then guess who's going to probably but, be in season two? But isn't this. Isn't Between this at, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. So that can't be. Because he's dead. Because he dies in. Oh. Uh, Wait, do I have that timeline right? Yeah, no, it's after it's after Return of the Jedi before Force Awakens. No, it's between Revenge of the Sith. I don't and think so. Star, uh, I don't think so. Hope. I don't think so. I gotta Google real quick. Google it. I, I'm pretty I'm sure. I'm pretty IT sure it, it's Googling. after or before Force Awakens. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Now, if your time, if the timeline is between Revenge of the Sith, like obviously, it probably is him. 
And obviously, it probably will tie into the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. But if it's... That probably can't happen. So, uh, t- In terms of Star Wars, your Return of the Jedi um, and Force Awakens. So, okay. yeah, it's not... So it can't be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. But I have heard rumors that Boba Fett survived his death and it could be Boba Fett. I've heard that fucking rumor. But either way, the fact that the the they knelt down in that one desert episode, I think it was in Tatooine, and then if if it's a normal show, that's the very first thing you see in the next episode. But they didn't touch on it. Yeah, because they're expanding the universe, my Man. friend. You gotta keep people going. We need I season guess, two. I guess, and maybe it could be that that the villain dude, but we're never it's never like confirmed. Any what I'm saying is it felt like standalone episodes. It felt very good. Like they were fun. The Bill Burr one was awesome by itself. But I I like more I like shows more when they're a cohesive the the arc is on a grander scale. This felt more episodic, where it was a different mission each episode, and that's fine. It it felt more on brand for Disney, and I get that. It just it didn't enthrall me to the point of like an HBO show. I it was very fun watching. I'll keep watching. I enjoyed it, but I wasn't as enthralled as I would be if it was like episode by episode. It's like it's cause and effect per se. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I liked Ooh, it. Here we go. Liked it. Did not love it. All right. So this article has some potential people. So Boba Fett was number one for the kneel down guy. Yeah. Okay. Luke Skywalker. Okay. Could you fucking imagine them making a CGI Luke ha- or uh, Mark Hamill <laughs> come in the okay, Disney let's Plus? Do it. And then a lot of people. Moff Gideon is the bad guy. Okay. He's one of them. Bill Burr's character. That's not very exciting. Um, yeah, a couple. Of that's dogs. my whole thing. Like they never came back to that. That was like my one thing. I was like, I was waiting to see, because that yeah, felt I they felt like built that up. It was a huge moment, and then they yeah. never really came back to it. They'll be setting something up. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, and maybe my my main thing with where they're gonna go, if I remember correctly, it's been a few weeks since I've seen it, but it feels like it's gonna be more driven by Baby Yoda. Like it feels like they're gonna go figure out his species right yeah where he's from kind of right right and i think i feel like that might be a focus on the next season which would be fun yeah no that that i'm very interested in i just i i am a little hesitant about the whole different mission every episode thing and it felt there were parts where i was like okay they're getting away from that but then it kind of came back to it i don't know like i said really liked it did not love it that's my that's my whole thing all right any other thoughts on me i enjoyed it a lot uh yeah. very fun it was a very gritty, visually stunning yeah just different type of star wars project um so ex- right. just excited to see where it goes sure all right we've been talking movies and tv for a minute let's get into some music yes um two big albums dropped already in this year um have you been caught up on your music grind um most of it okay not all. Okay, so we're going to talk about Circles by Mac Miller, the posthumous album, and Music to be Murdered by by Eminem. Um, which one would you like to talk about first? I guess which one have you listened to? I've or have listened, you listened to, to all of um, Music to be Murdered by. I haven't quite listened to all of Circles. You listen to some? Some. Okay. We'll just we'll stick with how we have it on the dock. Let's start with Circles. Um, 
first of all, out of the songs you heard, do you want to give like a favorite or yeah, circles is my favorite. Okay. Very it, to good. me, it sounds a lot like, uh, and I think kind of the whole album does. It's very 2009 vibe from okay. um, the fuck's the album? Swimming. Swimming. Yeah. Like, it feels like a, and I get like that's kind of what that whole vibe is in swimming. But to me, like, I felt a lot of like sounds and even like like the kind of the flow of the, the song sounded a lot like 2009. Okay. From what I've heard. And I, again, I haven't heard all of it. Yeah. So if I had to pull a couple that would fit perfectly into swimming, I would probably pick good news and circles. Yeah. Um, good news is very good. Too. Yeah. Good news, yeah. man. There's some lines in that that hit different because oh, yeah. knowing the fact that he passed away when he says, uh, well, even circles. There, there's a whole it's, lot more for me waiting on the other side. Yeah. Holy shit, man. That's yeah. insane. Um, there are more like, I don't want to say rapidy, but like complicated has like the, some of the, there's some songs on here yeah. that are more fun. Yeah. Like the, uh, I don't know. I, I really like complicated. The whole fucking thing is just beautiful. It's, it's very musical. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not really hip hop. I mean, yeah. he is rapping a little it, bit. It reminds but. me a lot of like Post Malone type um, style. Not uh, like Post Malone's all, like obviously like his music's a lot louder. Right. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot more going on. But from like the standpoint where like this is more Yes, vulnerable. he's singing but like it's kind of like in the tune of like a rap. Right. It's kind of intertwined. I, I think I know you what, what you're what saying. saying. I think I know what you're saying. Um, it, this is the main thing for me. Uh, Mac Miller died and it's a beautiful and tragic thing what I'm about to say is he was at his creative peak when he passed away Mm -hmm. the beautiful part is I mean he went out on top like I feel like he he found like what he needed to do Mm -hmm. to make his the best music he could he was vulnerable he was very open honest and I think the fact that he's not afraid to sing and do little musical things I, I think he was at his creative peak, which that's a beautiful thing that he went out on top. Now, the sad part, obviously, is we're not going to get any more of Mac Miller. Um, I've said multiple times how close I felt to his music um, and what it meant to me. I won't really get into that anymore because I feel like I'm you know, hitting it a little too hard. This was apparently, so I, ha- I put a little quote on here. Um, let me see if I can pull it back up. Um, producer John Brion, who uh, helped put this together. So obviously, Mac laid the like the 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 words, the the lyrics for this album before he passed away. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this album. Right. But he this this producer finished it and put the instrumentation in it and stuff like that. So. He was quoted saying, I believe, so this was, so apparently Swimming in Circles was meant to be a part of a trilogy, which obviously we're, pro- we're not going to get a third album, which right. is very unfortunate. Um, he said, he was quoted saying, I believe the third one would have been just a pure hip hop record. I think Mac wanted to tell people, I still love this. I still do this. So this, like I, I, I kind of mentioned a little bit before, this felt very more musical um, swimming even more so. I think this one had a little more flavor of hip hop in certain uh, moments, uh, more in terms of like the beats and stuff. But um, so the fact that we would have gotten like a, a, a pure hip hop one would have been really cool. I just it, it sucks because Mac Miller, man, I'm I'm a huge fan, and yeah, but I really enjoy this out. Like this, like I saw I saw this on uh, 
Twitter and I totally related to it because I was thinking about it. This will be I, like my most played album throughout the year, more, so? more than likely. Well. I mean, just because it came out first and I've probably played it like 10 times already. It's just, I, it's a really good album. So I highly recommend that you finish it and you'll have to let me know what you think. But yeah, really, really good album. Um, and it's just a damn shame that he's gone. Now let's get into our uh, our other guy. Well, let's. Well, what about let, let's ask? Let's talk about the question at the end here. Oh, okay, yeah. It, it, it's an interesting question. Yeah, because I think we've talked about. So the question is kind of what we think about like the um, posthumous like album, uh, the release, right? Uh, Did it feel genuine? Yeah, because we've seen it on the big screen, right? The CGI of whether it's Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. Um, we saw it with Paul Walker in the Fast and Furious movies. Hell, we've seen a hologram of Tupac. Right. Um, so we've seen it like on the big screen. We've I, when some musicians die, we get like they open the vault and we get like loose singles and right. different things like that. But this was like a whole album. The yeah. family is the one who right. decided to release it, and he had to have been in the process right. of doing this. I mean, we right. wouldn't have gotten twelve songs right. that felt. Basically, like an like, album, it felt a cohesive like a, album. Yeah, it felt like it right. was all a theme. And so, like, what is our take on? This? So, like, you tell me. Like, I think it was genuine. You I think mean, it's okay? Yeah, I, I, I do. I think it, it, it's, it's tough. It really is. I mean, because somebody could easily say, "Oh, they, they need the money. They're doing it for right. the streams." Like, but I, I don't know. I, it just feels different. It just really does. And I mean, that's just from the outside looking in. I could be totally wrong. I hope I'm totally wrong. Um, to right, me, I, I don't hope yeah. I'm totally wrong. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, but I, I do think I do think this was genuine. I think he was he had to. Have, here's my thing. I think this album probably if he was still alive probably would have came out last year because yeah. he would have gotten it done and it would have been so close to swimming that he probably would have gotten it done. Um, I think it's helped. Yeah, I think it's helped by the fact that the agent came out and said it was part of a trilogy, right? So it's like a continuation of what we got. Where, like, I remember, um, I don't know if you've ever listened to it, but they did that like duet album for Biggie. Remember where, yeah, like, where, where like other rappers came in and they were already they, like, like they there were the, songs that he already did, and then they kind of remixed them verses, right? And that felt wrong. That felt like taking, yeah, like. Uh, to me, when I think of that, I think of remember when we talked about how that they're going to do that movie where they're going to bring James Dean, right? Like CJ, like that to me is like that where it's yeah. like it's just you're like just using that to get money, and right. like, I don't know how I feel about that. This is different, right? The family mm-hmm. like did it. I don't think there's like any real features on it. No, there's no, like one singing, yeah, but yeah, nothing was really added to it because most of the songs were pretty much in their completed state. Right. So like. I feel okay about this. Right. Um, and even the merch, like they're giving it all to the money to his fund, which right. I don't know what the charity yeah. is for specifically, but um, I bought a sweatshirt really yeah. excited for it. Uh, I mean, the only thing like it was weird to listen to. It did feel weird to know that like this came out after he died. I get like, like it just, like, if, not that not weird in a bad way. It just, mm-hmm. it kind of like hits you like, right. Oh shit. Like, this is it. Like well, there's some, there's some. Like I said, that one line where he said, "There's a whole lot more f- yeah. waiting for me on the other side." That shit, I think, adds another layer. Like right. you know, he's saying this before he died, and now he's like obviously passed. It's just I don't know. It is different, and so, like the cir- the song you said, "Circles." That's a really you it's know deep one. Yeah. 
There's some that are more fun, yeah. like complicated and um, let me uh, let me pull these back up. Uh, hands is kind of more a little more upbeat. Hand me downs is is really deep. Good news is deep. Blue world's a little more fun. Everybody is like it's it's a nice little cut. It's not it's not upbeat. I I just really enjoy this album straight up. I really mm. I really like it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we're in January. Already looking forward to our top ten list, but um, I don't know. It, it, I'm looking forward to see how it stacks up against the rest of the year. So that's Mac Miller. Should we get into some Eminem now? Okay. So Eminem drops a surprise album, music to be murdered by, <laughs> inspired by Alfred Hitchcock. Yep. Um, long album, twenty songs, I think it was. Um, we're huge Eminem fans. I personally have a lot to say about this album. Yep. I don't know about you. Um, off the bat, I guess let's give our favorites, shall we? I mean, do you have any? You have a couple that you're really enjoying right off the first listen. Leaving Heaven, the one with Skylar Gray, is one of my favorites. Okay. Um, I was a big fan of uh, is it Premonition? The in, like the opening intro. Yeah, I, I like the intro for sure. Um, I think Never Love Again was one of my. Yeah, that one's. I mean that one, yeah, that one's good. I really darkness. Like, darkness is probably the the yeah. the highlight. I think. Did you see the video for it? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's deep. I honestly like stepdad. I think stepdad's you like fun. Stepdad. I do. I like uh, it. I think it's yeah. fun. Now let me say the hooks on a lot of these songs are fucking not good. Yeah. Like I don't know. I just felt like they're very lazy hooks. The Marsh one I, is I the one. Hey, hey, my yeah. my stepdad. Like the Marsh one know. is the one that I think of when I think of bad hooks. <laughs> There's some are really bad. Like, I'm sorry. Ma- Martian or whatever. Right. It is terrible. That, okay. All right. So first, get, those are your favorites. Yeah. I'll give my favorites, and then we'll get in. Our I like take. Godzilla too. I think which one? Godzilla. The Godzilla one is the one where he goes super fucking yeah. fast at the end. It broke the record. For I like I did words. I did see that. I did see that. Um, my favorite are I'll probably say the intro, like you said, the premonition. Uh, I'm gonna go. You gonna learn? I listened to that today for uh, like a second time, and I really enjoyed it with Royce Five Nine. Royce Five Nine killed it on this yeah. album. Um, and he's got his own album coming out. Yes, I saw that allegory. Excited for that. Uh, Darkness, I really enjoyed. Stepdad, I I thought was hype. Um, and I don't know. That might that might be the highlights for me. The Leaving Heaven, I don't really remember it. I'll be honest. Uh, in too deep's okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. Okay, so let's get into some takes. I I have some some thoughts on this. Kim. Um, let me pull this up again. I'm sorry. But where are we at here? Okay, I let's stick to the 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 script here. Do you f- first like the surprise drop? What do you think of the marketing? Yeah, of it? I think he's gotten to the point where it's like if he were to like drop a release date, the buildup is gonna be so big, and people are either like gonna love or hate the rollout. See the track list; they're well, gonna form opinions. I, I think he so learned that from he, revival, right? Right. That, you might as well just surprise drop. Yeah, I and he's at a point where it'd probably be bigger f- as a surprise drop. Right. So I, I I like the fact that it was a surprise drop. Um, I saw a lot of people kind of hating on the fact that it was on the same day as Mac Miller. 
Um, I don't really have a take on that part of I'm it. I'm sure that's just, been planned for so long that like you, and that would be a good argument for it. I I think I saw DJ Booth like backing up Mac Miller on this one, being like, in the streaming age, um, that isn't as true as you think it would be. Like you could get done with the album and like a week later drop it. I don't know it. If if it wasn't if it wasn't planned, okay, whatever. But if he, I doubt he Mac, was like, okay, Mac, they're gonna drop a posthumous Mac album. No, so I, I'm I, gonna drop. I know. Album. I just if he knew about it, it would have been nice to give him a week. But I don't really have a strong opinion on that part. Um, but I do have a strong opinion on this album. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. So, on first listen, I wasn't the biggest fan. I'll be honest with you. Um, I. So here's so here's how I'd rank the last three albums, and I think it'd be fun to rank all of them if you want to give that a shot. But the the last three albums, I would rank Kamikaze. I really enjoy Kamikaze. Yep. Music to be murdered by, and then Revival. Now he talks about how in Revival he had like in the intro on Revival I had something to say, and they didn't like the Wake Me, Woke Me, or the Woke Me, whatever. I don't know, like. What song, Untouchable, is that the woke song on there? Walk on Water, is that the woke song on there? No, those, think, those are the only two on there that I, I like super woke. What what else is uh, woke on there? Off top. Um, let me look It's really untouchable for no, me. No, 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 because the one with... Um, now I got to pull up the album. Right. I mean, I... Um, yeah. Give me a second. Mm, do, do, do. I, I think Revival's more woke than a, a lot of the stuff that he did. Because you didn't listen to it. River is about, like, abortion and yeah. stuff. Um, it just felt... Husband. Um, uh, Nowhere Fast is sort of about, like, gun violence and stuff. Um, Castle. Okay. All right. Uh, like... I, I, you I you think, could spin it that yeah, way a I think bit, that I is more of a Woke Me album. Okay. Either way... Just Compared for the Kamikaze, just for I the mean. sake of argument, yeah. So Kamikaze was more he's pissed off, yeah. You know, and it just felt like I Kamikaze's just a fuck you, right? And I just love the line in the the intro for this album where he's like, uh, "They say I'm bitter, I sound like a spitter," and I was just like, "Damn, okay." Like I was into that, but I don't know. There's just so many. This album is way bloated. You yeah. have to agree. With no, me yeah, on no, that. I agree. 20 songs I think is way too much. Now if it's 20 great songs, like sure, but yeah, there are no, nobody definite yeah. songs on here he could have left off. Sure. The one with Young MA. Yeah, mo- yeah. Not yeah. not feeling it. I'm sorry. The one um Yeah, we don't have to go into it. there's there's some bad songs. Right. Like even the Yaya, yeah, I seeing the features on that Royce Q-Tip Black Thought, I'm like Fuck, like, and it's yeah, an all right that, song. That one to me was more about the the guest. I felt like oh, right. didn't really give us. I mean, Black Thought murdered this shit, but like, I don't know. It just felt like some of the songs just felt very produced up a little bit. Like yeah. on that song, give us like a simple beat and just wrap your fucking yeah. ass off. That felt very like way too produced up. They're just and I'm being very critical of this album because it's Eminem and it's Eminem. Yeah, he's the fucking greatest. But man, I. He could have done way better, I think. Yeah, no, so this is kind of my thought process. Okay? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, like, this isn't going to be all spin because some of the criticisms I, I think are warranted. I, I think, I, I, to me, this sounded more like um, Relapse than a lot of his stuff, and Relapse is probably my least favorite Eminem album of all time. 
Okay. Like I would rank that dead last as far. No, as not uh, revival, yeah, no. brother. Uh, revival. revival. I don't mind revival as much as uh, other people. Okay. Okay. So that's that's number one. Number two, I think what I don't like about what Eminem's been doing basically on like the last three albums is it feels like it feels like a lot of the songs are geared towards like people fucking hate me, but right. fuck you. This is why I'm great. Okay. And. I, I'm a plus on that. I don't know if this. that is the mess. Like, I don't know if like that. I don't need to hear that in every song. Right. Like, it's fine if you want to do a song about that. Right. Like, I think of like with um, uh, like back to recovery. Like, he kind of does some of that in um, Cinderella Man. Right. Like, it's okay to have a song where it's maybe it's just bars and it's like, fuck right. you, you doubted me. I came back from this shit. Right. I'm fine with that. But it, when it feels like it's a theme throughout the entire album, it gets a little old. Repetitive, yeah. Um, so that's one. And then... Right. I have two points to jump on that when you're done with your okay. p- comment. Um, and then another, this is the one thing I will say to kind of defend him that I think is extremely unfair, which is on like Twitter and stuff, you see people like clip one little bar or like one sound bite, and they're like, wow, this is trash lyrics. And it's like... Okay, but if you clipped a bar from any fucking rapper, any fucking song, people rappers say some real weird shit in rap <laughs> songs. Right. Not all of it makes fucking sense. And they're like, oh, he doesn't rap about anything. You like trap music. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, you're not the authority on, right. on what is good rap music if that's what you li- like. Someone's like, Eminem doesn't say anything. And they're like, praise in future. Right. Like, to me, I think. That that's not like that's not fair. And also, people, when an Eminem album is now dropped, regardless of it's going to be divisive, right? No matter what, right? It's no, no, it's never going to be universal, right? People are going to love it. People are going to hate it. People are going to shit on it. Social media is going to make Mountain Dew jokes. I saw those all over the place. Like Mountain Dew stocks going up because Eminem came out. Only people who drink Mountain Dew like Eminem. Like it's just saw that. Yeah, I remember that. Like that's just what it's gonna be. So he can't win either way. Right. I just wish he would just kind of like, kind of like with what he did. Like, but Kamikaze's like that too. Just like, who gives a fuck about what other people think? Just make music that you want to make. Here's the thing. Two things. So I saw a a great quote. Um. So it DJ Booth did their one listen review as they always do but then the editor-in-chief quote tweeted it pulling a quote from the the story and he said it, it says if only eminem cared more about making the best music and not being the best rapper i think that sums it up fucking perfectly because we all know he's one of the greatest rappers you can argue the the placement of his ranking but we know he's one of the greats and I think he knows one of the he's one of the greats. He proved on this album that he can still rap his fucking ass off. He spits, he has bars, he can rap his fucking ass off. The Godzilla yeah. fucking fast as shit. It's yeah. insane. But if you look at this objectively, some of the music ain't great. Like right. there's some that man, I don't know if he's pulling for radio. I don't know if he's there's just some that some lines on there, like you said, pulling it line by line. There's some lines that are just corny as fuck. I don't know, and maybe I'm being way too critical on this. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just at a point in my life where like I want music with a little more meaning, and I think he could have. This album could have been really good if I think he pulled 
some songs off it. it yeah. If this was a 10-song album, I think it would have benefited a lot more from a 20-song album. In terms of like it being another project that goes toward helping his legacy than rather than maybe tearing it down. I don't know. And I'm not saying this album is going to like do him in or anything. I, I think he's solidified himself, obviously. But, man, I, I just I, I wanted more. I mean, I didn't know I, we were going to get this album, yeah. but the fact it came out and I don't know. It just there's just even the Anderson Pack one like it's good, but it's just like I don't know. The hook is like lock it up, be lock it up. I don't know. Yeah. Am I am I hating too much? No, am, no, am I a hater? No, I think you're entitled to your own opinion, and right. I think everybody. It's, I just think the like love hate whatever you want, like. It's just always going to be unfair to Eminem. It's, it's true. Like no ifs ands or buts. He's the most polarizing figure in hip hop, probably <laughs> in music. Right. Um, so Here's like, the thing. I defended his ass on Kamikaze on social media hard yeah. when it came out, and I like this out. It, it's good. I mean, there's only been two big rap albums to come out, but it was good. I enjoyed parts of it. There's just, I think, I think he is bloated. I mean, that's the yeah. one word that comes to mind. No, I think that's fair. Album. I just wish at some point it just it can't be about you guys have shit on my last album. I can't figure out right. what you want. And just do whatever the fuck I, you want. I do. forgot one of my other points that I was that it kind of piggybacks off that. I think also like. Comparing it to Mac Miller's album, just because it came out in the same day and it's easy to do that, I think I enjoyed Mac Miller's album more because it comes from like a place of like, I don't know, it just, it comes from a place, this is going to sound corny as fuck, but it comes from like a place of love where this one comes from, I don't want to say hate, but it's, it's like, negativity. It's, it's negativity. Yeah. It's pissed off. And that's what Eminem is. I mean, yeah. as it, and there, you know, there's a time and place for everything. Like there's. That's why he exists is because it, when you're pissed off and you need to get fired up, you listen to Eminem the majority of the time. I mean, he has other yeah. sounds and moods. But it feels like, especially with Kamikaze and this album, that's where he's honing his energy from is that negative energy and fueling it in his raps. And I think he raps at a high level. I just like that quote I pulled says, I don't know if it's the best music. Yeah, I just think... He just needs to make the music he wants to make. Like, right? Just don't who care about shit what everybody says. Right, and I think also it would be cool to see him put on some of his new artists. Like he hasn't had Boogie. Yeah, he signed. I was surprised by that. Right, and he also signed Griselda. Yeah. Did Did you see that whole thing? Yeah. And granted, they're more trappy kind of like hard drug rappers. So it'd be, but. He, they're signed to Shady. He's yeah. had two opportunities to put them on, and he hasn't. So that was interesting too. I just I don't know. It would it would be interesting to see a positive Eminem, and we can go on and on about this. But like, what what does a perfect Eminem album look like in 2020? Like, if you were to formulate it, I don't know what it does because either way, he's gonna get shitted on. Yeah, but I don't know. The, there is none. It, like point blank, like there is not an yeah. album he could make that right would be perfect. It could be perfect to me. It could be perfect to someone else. All right, like it doesn't matter. Like it just, it's never going to happen. Yeah, as much as I want it to happen, right. it's not. Right. Like I would say, like 
what's Eminem's version of 444 sound like? And would well, people I think, enjoy that? Yeah. I to personally me, I think would. Recovery is That's what a lot of people say. That's yep. what a lot of people say. That's but, personally my favorite Eminem album. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Um, yeah. See, I, I think Marshall Mathers LP, but that stems from a place of hate, too. Like, he was yeah. pissed off and didn't give a fuck. It's just, it's, it's But hard. that one, he didn't give a fuck. Right. This one, he's pissed off, but he feels, gives a fuck. Right. That's fair. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah. Okay. I think we've said enough about yeah. the Eminem album. Yeah. Um, all right. Really quickly, because I know we're probably going long here. Revenge of the Dreamers 3 Deluxe. I did not listen to this. Okay. Um, it was basically a whole album in itself. They came out oh, with really? tw- well, they released it um, as a big album with twelve new songs on top of it. But I only downloaded the new twelve. So I mean, twelve albums is a song is an songs. album in yeah. its in itself. Yeah. Um, one interesting pull away from it is J Cole was not featured on any of them. Yeah, he was all over the original. Right. Give the others t- like their the fact that the fact that he's not featured on any of them makes me think that. On the Dreamville lineup, he's next, like yeah, in 2020. I, I think the fall that. off is coming soon. Um, JID had some really good songs on this one. Uh, the Big Black Truck, the first song on the new, uh, the new 12, and then the last song, Still Dreaming. Those are my two faves, probably. So, just kind of a quick little thing. We talked about this. Um, we predicted this, so I want to hear your take on this real quick. Billy, I don't think either of us had this one. No, I don't think we? we predicted this. This, I think, is a great. I think it's a great. You pick. do think? Okay, so Billy Eilish, she's got that like creepy kind of dark sound. Sorry, Billy Eilish is going to do the next Bond song, right? Um, I, I think it's a great pick. I really okay. do. I think she's. We got, didn't. We didn't predict this. Who do we predict? Did we pick, pick like John Legend? I think or no, we did. I can't remember. We'll have to go back in the yeah. archives, but we threw out either, a lot of names, either way. I yeah, think. either way, you you like this pick though? I do. Okay. I I think it's an interesting pick. I think she like she's got that like kind of creepy sound right. that like a lot of those early Bond montages are like kind of weird and creepy. So I I think she could do a really good job with this. And I think a lot of people underestimate her like vocal skills. Yeah. I think she has the potential to flex that on this. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. So I'm here for it. Um, and that's music. I kind of want to touch on Bree Sports because there's some big shit yep. coming. Um, Super Bowl, obviously. Yep. You saw the AFC Championship. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. On the other side, we got the 49ers. Honestly, this is going to be a fun-ass game. Yeah. I think the two I mean, the two best teams are there. The Ravens shit the bed and RIP. I was pissed. Uh, I don't think we actually even had a chance to talk about that. Maybe. Maybe uh, we did. I don't know. I bet on the Titans to win straight up. Oh, you did tell me that. I Fuck you, you that. brother. But I'll say this. You were right uh, in our three-peat podcast, which we should probably talk about that too. Um, but me and Chase both were on the side that like the 49ers weren't going to make the Super Bowl, and you were on the opposite side. You said they would. Um, I did change my position. Once the Saints lost, I did say that I thought the 49ers pretty much had a cakewalk to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they looked incredible. Um, As far as the matchup, I have a hard time believing you can throw, what, 12, 8, 12 passes and and win a Super Bowl. That's what I was saying. That was my main takeaway from their game is they – at one point, I think he only – Threw it six times. Yeah, I mean, maybe a few more times. In They're the, the end best of the game. in football, and he had one catch. And right, was like and the I, last I get, drive I get that if it's working, you yeah. don't, you don't fuck no, with absolutely. it. 
but it worked there. But it's, that's I just easy don't know to exploit when you have Bowl. that kind of time. Right. They've uh, basically two full weeks. Right. I just, I don't know. I and the Chiefs, and, and it's not like Jimmy G can't pass. He right. Can't. Right. It's just I don't we know. We haven't seen it on this stage. And the Chiefs did a really good job on on Derrick Henry. I mean, for the most part, I think he only had like eighty rushing yards. So right. Um, they did a really the first two drives. He was amazing, but after that, they really pretty much shut him out of that right. game. So. It'll be an interesting matchup. But also the, the Niners that, have a good defense. Yeah. I, I just think it's going to be a really good game. It's like the perfect storm of like strengths versus the other team's weaknesses, right. and they're going up against each other because um, the strength of the 49ers' defense is their pass rush. Probably the weakness of the Chiefs is their offensive line, where the 49ers' weakness on defense is their secondary What's the strength of the Chiefs? It's their passing game. Right. And then for the 49ers, their strength's running, where the Chiefs' probably weakness is stopping the run. So it's it's it, this is the most stylistically like different teams that I think we could have seen in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll so be fun. It'll be a, it'll, it'll be, be a fun. Pass. Do, I we, think do you want to give a prediction, or is scoring. it too early? Um, I think the Chiefs will win. Chiefs will win. I think I'm going Chiefs too. Um. I don't know. But I, I would I not have, be shocked if the Niners win. I, I would not be shocked at all. I think the Chiefs win close. Okay. I think Mahomes makes one more play than, than Jimmy G can. That would be cool. That would be cool. And then uh, just we don't have to, like, talk about it a lot, but since our last podcast, uh, the college football championship went down. Uh, number one, LSU beat number three, Clemson, 42-25. to 25. I'll be honest with you. I think I had to go into work early the next day. I fell asleep early in it at when i fell asleep clemson was still kind of controlling it and then obviously lsu came back and dominated but i was on um, the cruise so i didn't watch most of it okay i watched some of it okay Um, so i don't i don't have a ton to say other than it was the year of lsu (laughs) you man they i don't know how you stopped that That they they proved that they're the best team joe burrow's an absolute stud him smoking stogies after the game what an og and uh go tigers (laughs) go tigers with some jambalaya some bubblegum shrimp you know what i'm saying uh yeah that's that's like that's that's the analysis i got for the that game yeah absolutely all right let's talk real quick yeah well we have one announcement for are you entertained um so our three peat podcast is kind of morphing into. Yeah, it's kind of in limbo. I don't know if we really know what it's going to be. Yet. Yeah, I mean, so like, kind of do. Yeah, but. we're kind of morphing it into a new podcast called Press Coverage. Right. Uh, Headed up by where, the homie Cam. Yes. Yeah, so Chase um, from Three Pete will be on that a lot. Um, another guy by the name of Casey Foley will be on that a lot. Um, I will be on there every now and then. It's hard. They're, those three are in Columbia, Missouri together, so they can pretty much taped together much like we do here for the right. OG podcast. So I'll hop on when I can. Um, but they'll take the majority of kind of the sports, I guess, for Are You Entertained? Right. Um, I still we think both have a lot going on, so it's, right. it's hard for us to do. Right. So I, I like the idea of that. I think also it opens the door for we can talk brief sports on yeah. the OG podcast more because we kind of stopped that. Yeah. So – we can it continue that now. Continue to do that, right? And then, if you want the more in depth, right? Um, you'll get that a lot of that, um, right? We, we got unfiltered cinematics still going. Yep. I'd like to make Bad Boys Three maybe the first yes. one of the year because yep. uh, we're both That's big Bad Boys fans. Yeah. Um, so we have that coming. I have in the works with a couple of my cousins and my brothers. The Scrubs podcast is just gonna 
just going to be a fun podcast about pop culture. We're going to throw in some gaming talk in there and just some bullshit. But it'll be fun. Um, and who knows what Don else? Gumas is Don and Gumov still going. It's going to be a fun year. Yeah. So New decade, a little baby. bit, doing some different things. Right. Um, yeah. My guess, my one plug for press coverage was I went 4-0 and in uh, my football picks, the one podcast I was on. That they haven't boy. fucking invited me back since. <laughs> oh, they're pissed. A little butt hurt because I picked <laughs> the Titans and they laughed at me. Damn. So fuck why, you guys. Why, why'd you have to do that, brother? I'm sorry. The fate lied I in your I said exactly how the game was going to go, too. I fucking laid out the blueprint for how the game was going to go. But anyway. Sad. Um, Sad. So, yeah, those are our Are You Entertained announcements. But the OG podcast is not going anywhere. That's right. We're holding strong, remain, baby. Let's me go. And, me and the Don. So Hell, yeah. You won't lose that one. Hell, yeah. All right. Well, you heard it from young Brandon, the G. Uh, I'm Trey Leslie of the Dawn of Entertainment. This is Are You Entertained. Thanks for sticking with us. And as always, we'll be back for more. And in 2020, we say, be well. Whoa. Okay, bye. <laughs>